0: Welcome to The Nativist Podcast, where we tap into our instinct and natural power to live intuitively. The ultimate goal is to leave the world healthier and more beautiful than we found it. It all starts on the individual level by cultivating our mind-body connection. Whether you're on a healing journey or just want to look and feel your best, I hope by the end you feel a little happier, a little more inspired, and a little more invested in yourself and the world please remember to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Thank you. Hey everybody and welcome to the latest episode of The Nativist Podcast. Today I have one of my really good friends here, Omar. Hey Omar, what's up?
1: Hey, how are you doing?
0: Good. So stoked that we finally made this happen. How long have we talked about doing this?
1: Oh, I think it's been several months. (laughs) I want to say several months.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Embarrassingly, several months. Yeah, and a lot of that has to do... I am big on not flaking and for some reason something always comes up. So this is my fault. So glad we're finally making this happen. But tell people about you. What is your story?
1: So yeah, my name is Omar Aldez. I pretty much um, just a first generation guy that got a second chance at school, got some great people to help me out, get me through school, and now I'm an advocate for education, higher ed. And pretty much I, you know, came from nothing to now hopefully helping others find their dream and their empowerment within through higher education and uh, wherever I can do that. That's pretty much where um, my journey's leading to. But um, long story short, I never knew how to really move on from high school or how to really get out of that rut of what to do next to continue in life. And I think I was one of the lucky people that found some great mentors that led me in the right place, the right direction.
0: You are one of the best examples of resilience and tenacity and just grace that I have seen what the stories that you have and the things that you have experienced and come through out on top are incredible. So honored to be your friend, first of all, to know you, and then excited to talk to you and to share your story and your resources and what you have to say here. And so specifically, what are the resources that you provide? What do you do now?
1: So I currently work for a great organization. It's called TRIO. And most people ask, what does TRIO stand for? But it doesn't really stand for anything. It's not an acronym but it is a non-profit um, uh, organization that is um, 100% grant funded by the U.S. Department of Education and we provide resources um, to first-generation students um, that are in need of finding a way to get back into college or getting um, their career goals set in mind. But my specific area, uh, we run out of Southeast Idaho, about eight grants. um, And my specific area works with veterans. So, and that includes military active, National uh, Guard Reserve as well. Um, And so what we do is we help them transition back into the civilian world, get back into college, figure out what they want to do in life, how to utilize, their benefits, their GI Bill, um, post 9-11, also um, we also provide a way to do assessments where we help them and guide them to figure out what is the best plan for them to get through school and to onto their career path and what they want to do in life after they come back and they've, you know, served our country.
0: That's exactly after they've served our country. And that is significant. And that's something that should be celebrated and rewarded yeah. and compensated. And I love that this is something that is available to them as it should be after they've gone and put all on the line and then come back here, it shouldn't be a hassle for them to get what they need to progress in life and to have a comfortable, happy, successful life. It should be easy for them or easier relatively. And so I love how you guys provide that framework for them and make it easier because like we were chatting about earlier, sometimes it's a hassle to get in and to mm-hmm. try to access the resources that you need because like you said, sometimes it's not as user-friendly. And so you guys are there to mitigate that, to make it less of a headache. And so will you talk about more about how you guide them through the process to make it easier?
1: Yeah. So basically the way we work the process is we start out with a participant's application because we have to let the U.S. Department of Education that we do have a need for it in Southeast yeah. Idaho so we have to report that but once they applied we go ahead and start the process by doing what we called an assessment to see where they're at with their math and English because we want to make sure that they don't end up signing up for um, an English or math class that they're gonna epically fail for we want to make sure that they're at a place where they feel comfortable and they feel that they're gonna just start exceeding and starting to get the wheels going again on what they remember and what they know we also uh, work with idaho state university with the career uh, center and we actually do a career uh, pretty much, it's sort of a assessment on where they are and what they want to do in life. And we give them the best scenarios on what kinds of areas they would be stronger at when they come at, come back. Because some of the things that they miss out on is that there's an interpretation that they might have PTSD, they might have issues understanding and transitioning back. But those are all stigmas. We know that they served our country. They have done things that a lot of us could never do.
0: Oh, Never do or imagine, right? Or imagine. Yeah. Um,
1: they've had to make decisions that we could have probably not ever made yeah. um, so they've had to take leadership when they you know didn't even have the opportunity or the chance to say yes or no they had to take that leadership yeah. role so and they're entrepreneurs I believe that in their own sense they're entrepreneurs because they had to make tough decisions and they had to come through for the team for you know their country for for of course anybody that they're serving for the U.S. so I think having those skills they have to they have to remember that they can apply what they have learned out of life and apply it to their regular life and exceed possibly more than most of us in our yeah, regular lives.
0: Absolutely. And also you speak to reassessing and um, identifying, you kind of spoke to it right now, but assessing their strengths and their learning aptitude or ability or style. Mm -hmm. I should say style is a better word because like you had pointed out when we were talking earlier, just because they learned one way or their brain worked one way doesn't mean it does work the same upon their return. And so you guys help with that, right?
1: Right. So basically, um, one of the examples that I use with our um, participants is I personally cannot sit still all the time. I cannot sit still. (laughs) I cannot study and read books. After book after book, and I just soak all that information. Oh. In. I have a different way of learning. Yeah. So I use myself as an example and said, and I provide that example and tell them, you know, just because you understood or you learned one way before doesn't mean it's the same exact way now. Yeah. And it's time to kind of just see where you're at and mm-hmm. what will help you because you might want to go back to where you used to be and it might not be the same. And we wanna make sure we, we acknowledge that to help you be successful, whether it's you know at a college tech program, a four-year program, or if they wanna just go to trade school. We help with all that, but we wanna make sure that they successfully understand how they are strongest at learning.
0: Yes, set them up for success right. and customize to their strengths. Yes, I love that. What is something else that you want people to know about this resource?
1: So our resources, of course, I keep saying that they're free, but we also help with their GI Bill, Post 9-11 GI Bill. We help navigate um, their any transcripts because they're going to have transcripts, military transcripts. We want to make sure that those get transferred in. Um, we also make sure that they applied for financial aid. Mm. Um, FAFSA, just because they have a GI Bill, doesn't mean they can't apply for financial aid. They're eligible for that as well. And there's possibilities of Pell Grant, scholarship money, Work study. Some of these veterans are gonna to want to come back to school and say, "Okay, I gotta be in it full time." Yeah. And so that means that we gotta we gotta make sure that they get some work study to be able to work in college, and that's where they're gonna be more successful because they're gonna be surrounded by their peers. They're gonna yeah. be working on college, and they're gonna be studying on college, and they're gonna be completely 100% in the college world, and that's what's gonna be successful for them. Um, we so we help them find those resources, find jobs on campus, uh, fill out their FAFSA, their financial aid uh, forms. We also help them uh, navigate any additional resources such as counseling. So if they need to um, get into counseling, we provide counseling through ISU and any additional PTSD programs that we can find. Um, we also um, are honored to have the Bannock County veterans housed mm. in the same same department that we are in with veteran student services. So if they have, um, any outstanding uh, documents such as like maybe medical bills or they need to apply for um, disability, we have it all there. They, we can help them with that. And we all cross trained each other. So Melissa Hartman's really wonderful. She always sends students my way and say, hey, this, there's a student that I really want you to reach out to. I think he wants to go to school, but I'm not sure. I just have a feeling that he would be good if you just reached out to him. So we we talk to each other and we connect and we make sure that our veterans are staying strong, whether it's somebody that just comes in and wants to talk to the Bannock, uh, veteran, uh, the Bannock County Veteran Representative, Melissa, for like um, any issues that they have, whether medical claims, um, VA loans or anything like that, she kind of handles those things. But she also takes in mind what we do and um, the resources that we provide. And right now it's a big deal because with everything happening in our, you know, with a new pandemic, a lot of veterans might've lost their job. They might've had good jobs. Um, They might've been laid off. They might've had to apply for unemployment. Now's a good time to say, hey, maybe I should consider taking this time to see where I'm at and what I can do about going back to school. And if there's any loopholes and, you know, any roadblocks that they come across, we gladly eliminate those for them so they don't you know have to deal with it we, we find the answers uh, for any questions they might have and we make sure that we try to get them to that point where they feel like okay i am doing something for myself
0: good so As they should be yeah
1: so i mean we provide those services because they've served us we want to make sure yeah. that we serve them back totally yeah
0: totally well put and i mean my job is in a bureaucracy and i know what a hassle can be to dig through red tape especially if you're taking that all on your own mm-hmm. and you really have no background or really familiarity with the system oh so this makes me so happy that you guys are there to help them through that and do you have any i mean you don't have to reveal names obviously but any like success stories or anything that stuck out to you and your experience that you have through your um work with this
1: um yeah we have i mean wow we have students that um, we've seen them go from a point of, I think we had a gentleman last year who recently applied around the time that I started and um, they were very hesitant about going to school, easily got frustrated, um, and we made sure that we paid attention to personality. Oh, so, big. so we actually, within our assessment, we also take in consideration personality of our participants. Um, if they're introverts, extroverts, um, uh, also disability, we, we learn you know what types of disabilities, if, if they have any. And so we acknowledge those and we proceed with caution as counselors. And then um, basically this student was very hesitant. We eventually, after like about five phone calls, we got him in, we talked to him, we set up a plan. And um, the wonderful thing is that now he is a student at ISU, and he actually works in one of our areas, it's called VITAL, mm-hmm. and VITAL's um, actually sit out of Salt Lake City, but they have an office in our area, and they help other students that are struggling awesome. with their grades in school, so he is now part of that. Ah. Uh. So um, it went from his hesitation to f- figuring out just who he was and what, yeah. we need, what we need, what we needed to do to help him get to where he would feel comfortable in his own skin. And once we did that, um, he just became a leader and more outspoken. I mean, he was always outspoken, but he became a little bit more part of the team and more recessive to just being part of the team and understanding what the bigger picture is and helping people. So now here he is as part of our team, one of our um, student workers helping out.
0: That's awesome. What a ripple effect that is too, Mm -hmm. right? You help one person and then they go on to help people and help people and it just ripples. And that's how the world changes. (laughs)
1: Well, and you know, and he was a very young veteran. So um, he's very young. And then we also, I mean, we've served also, we have the other end of the table Mm. where we have, I, we had another participant that hadn't been in school since 1992. Wow. Dad, you know, um, spent most of his life just taking care of being a father. Yeah. And it was probably my second week in the position and um, he comes in and books in hands. had just bought his books. He started summer, which summer goes by fast. Mm -hmm. It's not like fall or spring semester. So he decided to start summer as his first semester. And he came in and he was like, I am having a huge panic attack right now because I start school tomorrow. I just bought the books. It just got real. And I haven't been in school since 1992. And so we just sat and talked. And I just pretty much told him my first day when I had to go back to school after I had to go back and get my GED and sit back with younger younger <laughs> students than myself. <laughs> this crowd doesn't look the same. You know? <laughs> so I just, you know, we went there and I said, I'm going to share with you my anxiety moments. Yes,
0: I can and relate how to you. you, yeah.
1: just have to surpass that. Yes. And so, and once we were done, he said, okay. He's like, I feel good. Oh, I feel good. better. And so, and yet again, he's another person that now helps a lot in our department He also helps out at the Vet Center. He's involved in all the tabling events. He's involved in um, scholarship events. And I mean, he's super involved in the university. And um, he also made the decision that he was comfortable living outside of Pocatello. Mm -hmm. And then he made a decision and he said, you know what? I actually need to leave. I need to be back closer to campus to make this successful for myself and he made that realization within the summer and by this yeah this past semester he was already living on campus wow. so it's it's so great to see them be successful and figure it out and say you know and my favorite thing to say is like it's never too late to go to school i mean never, I could, yeah
0: ever 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 my dad got his degree the same year that he retired mm-hmm. so he just chipped away at it and yeah it was a major achievement. It's something that he had wanted. He's very intelligent and made it happen. Yeah. Yeah. There, it's never... And I remember in my college days, there would be older individuals who would be auditing the class or just showing up or working toward a mm-hmm. degree. I think it's fantastic and yeah. noble to still pursue education and still learn and still learn and still learn. And that's how you keep your mind young and your body young and yeah. keep going forward. Yeah. yeah. Always evolving. And I love how you used your own personal experience to help him and relate to him. And I think that that's such a good life lesson too that we can all do, to relate to one another and to help one another out and draw from our own experiences and leverage them into good for other people. Love that. Um, Anything else that you want to say about it?
1: Pretty much, we're still functioning 100%. um, And right now we're helping. We are actually doing a lot of programs, a lot of our assessment online. We're trying to make it a one-stop shop, and we're trying to make it as easy as possible. Um, And we're trying to help veterans with the transition from going from that in-person that they might be used to, to a lot more virtual time, but still trying to connect with them constantly, phone calls, text. So we've pretty much tried to do our best to actually upgrade everything to what we have to do now virtually for the meantime but we do continue to serve all our participants 100% in our community. We're, you know, highly involved with our community and where we can also go out and help out with some of the, um, service organizations with, for veterans, such as POW, MIA, AMVETS, we actually, uh, the military affairs committee. Mm -hmm. So we, um, actually serve on some of those committees and we actively are involved with some of their events and, Any additional resources that we can do to help and connect not only our participants to the community, but make sure that they actually know what's out there for them and that they don't feel isolated and that they can connect with others. Yes, they're not in this alone. Right.
0: No matter what, bottom line, they are not in this alone. There are people there ready and willing to help them for sure. Okay, thank you so much. Where can people find you, find um, what you do. How can they access this?
1: So the easiest way would be um, isu.edu slash trio. Okay, and I'll put this in the show notes. And um, they can actually set up um, appointments with us. They can contact us immediately because it'll have all our contact information. In fact, it even has a text number for us so they can just text us, email us, or call us. We wanna make sure that Whatever style they feel best at communicating us, they'll do it. We also have social media platforms on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Snapchat.
0: Nice. So, thorough, yeah. So comprehensive. I respect that. Awesome. Okay. And I will put that again in the show notes so people know where to find it. Thank you so much, Omar. Thank you for you inviting me. You are a superstar. And thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. Spread the word. <laughs> please remember to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Thank you.